0: Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now.
1: It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. We're just at nine minutes now after nine o'clock. I'm Andy. Great to be here and uh, be looking at the sunshine that's going to go away soon. Uh, well, actually, we'll have it for most of today, but uh, that storm's coming. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to get from here to Logan in the next 36 hours for that uh, basketball game, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Gil Omquist is with me today, Washington County Commissioner, uh, Gil, thanks good for morning. coming in, man. It's good to see it's you. It's always a privilege. can shirt. White shirt and lavender tie.
0: Yeah. Very <laughs> it, sharp. It matches the other shirt underneath there. Yeah. Oh, okay. The logo yeah. on the white shirt. Yeah. Washington.
1: Let uh, me see your logo again. Washington County.
0: The uh, County Commissioner. Shirt. Commissioner. Nice. Yeah. Do you have
1: your name somewhere on there, too? Or?
0: No. I guess no. I could hand it down, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right. You can give it to your kid when you're done with it. <laughs> your kids are in their 40s or something, right? Threes. Right. Yeah. So... Uh, Well, gosh, lots to talk about today. Uh, We uh, will probably end up talking a little bit about uh, ballot counting machines and stuff when we get there. But you handed me a note uh, with three letters on it, TNT. Yes. I think that's a good way to start. What does
0: TNT stand for 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 you right now? Well, the hot topics are certainly taxes. We've just kind of wrapped things up last November, but still a buzz. And it's a buzz on You know, the heel at Salt Lake, and the legislature's dealing with a lot of that, taxes. And then the county's gone through a lot of new construction, which also brought forth a lot of new rumors. And I'd like to (laughs) maybe... Don't we love
1: rumors, Gil?
0: My goodness, how they start (laughs) so easily and how false they can get. And then the other one is uh, tourism. We need to tie together sort of taxes and tourism and what you pay on your property tax, etc. So okay. sometimes you say, what's the hot topics? And those are the three biggies.
1: Those are the three biggies. Well, uh, before we jump into those, you just got back uh, in, in Utah from?
0: Washington, D.C. You were, you were back in the swamp, huh? <laughs> I can tell you that when somebody stands up in front of a mic who's part of the current president's cabinet... Mm -hmm. And says, we're going to take this new money that they're borrowing, obviously, and Mm -hmm. allocating, which is truly our children and grandchildren's and probably great-grandchildren's future at risk. But when they stand up and say, and these new 200 programs will enhance this, and I'm thinking, are we growing government at that rate that you ask for money, you get it? And then you create 200 programs. Don't we already have a department that deals with housing, railroad tracks, yeah. uh, all of these other things, a lot of social programs? And I'm not faulting their goodwill. I'm just saying, my goodness, that's 200 more bureaucracies. That's 200 more committees. That's 200 more mm-hmm. directors. That's-
1: and, and what do we learn about government programs? Once they're here, oh they gosh. don't ever go away.
0: So true. But it was well worth it for the county because we solidified positions in so many areas, including water, transportation, energy. And, you know, you have to see people face to face. And, of course, you go to these conferences and you meet others from other counties and learn from them. I had the opportunity to talk personally to two gentlemen who are 25-year veterans of ES&S voting machines, Hmm. and I grilled them. How is your machine made? Where is it made? What is its capacity, et cetera, because we use those machines here. So that was a privilege. I sat next to one of the commissioners from Fulton County, Georgia, Hmm. who was an election denier, and she (laughs) admitted it. She talked to me, and she said, you know, once I got elected, And partially because Fulton had its problems. And uh, she goes, I went in and researched and we improved and Hmm. kind of basically the same things that we did here to help those who are naysayers. And uh, we did some sort of ghostbusters to see if we could (laughs) find some things hidden out. And I believe in the country there are haunted election places that get attention. But... I can tell you with the help of the lieutenant governor, uh, my fellow commissioners, our county clerk and clerk auditor, Mm -hmm. Susan Lewis, that uh, I declare this house ghost free.
1: Yay. (laughs) That's that's good. We may get some phone calls about that here in in a little while, but that's good to hear.
0: Well, let's hope we get some phone calls also about the things I listed because they're really hot topics right now.
1: All right. Let's talk first about some of the rumors. Uh, uh a bond there's going to be a big bond right to pay for stuff and and that's coming soon and it's going to cost us all a lot of wait wait wait, that's not true oh no (laughs) (laughs) um
0: we're all very conservative fiscally down here i am personally Mm -hmm. always trying to get out of debt so why would we go into debt unless it was extremely well thought out and who's going to pay for it not one penny of taxpayer dollars is going to go to pay off that bond that we haven't really even said we're going to do. It's just out there as an option. And quite frankly, we built a new building,
2: mm-hmm.
0: also without bonding and also without uh, tax increases, Right. Uh, for the purpose of combining res- uh, our departments, and we've done that. And so that's a one-stop shop. And anybody wants to see the building here, we're going to have some sort of soft opening in April. Okay. Some of us have moved in. As You're in, as right? I, yeah, as soon as IT gets everyone up and going, floor by floor, then we move in. But the Boulevard building is going to be vacated. And so we could have it just sit there empty. But governments have created spaces for governments when others want to move in. And we happen to have had a few government entities state and federal interested in the building Hmm. but it has to be brought up to code we've limped along and made it safe for our employees but it needs new work and so that's going to cost some money and that's what the bond is for but by renting it or leasing it long term that's what pays for the bond Uh, if we even use a bond right. But uh, there seismic upgrades that are required. The floor squeaks. If you've ever been in there, we need to do some things with the floors. But the whole point of the rumor that's out there is, oh, my gosh, watch out. They're going to bond for this now and watch your taxes. Okay, do watch your taxes because they're not going to increase.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. If it's not a sensible thing to do and we don't have a 20-plus year lease, which is exceeds the duration of the bond, then we're not going to do it. But really, why have a building just sit there when it could be earning money for the county and having a better building in the long run for it? So that's that's final word is put that rumor to bed. It's
1: not going to cost us money, is what
0: you're saying? No. So I don't have to
1: get my wallet out?
0: Nope. Let's just say this. If that was what was going to require to do that building, we wouldn't be doing it, is to go after you.
1: Okay. Good. That's good to hear. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about tourism and traffic. Now, I got lucky this past weekend. My, I, by the way, I tell, told everybody on this show, my, my son and daughter-in-law had a baby this past week. Wonderful. So we left town Congrats. Friday afternoon and didn't come back until Sunday night we got the good fortune of not having to deal <laughs> with all the traffic and the, some say as many as 40,000 visitors over the weekend uh, here to Washington County. Uh, however, I, you know, in talking with a lot of people that were in town, they said it was the worst they've ever seen it. Uh, and, and so some people are like, well, why do we have to do this? Why is it okay for all these tourists to come here? Why do we Uh, invite them here why do we want them here and I think uh, you have a pretty good answer about why tourism is good for Washington County
0: well first of all people can go where they want to go in our country you know I can go to San Francisco I can go sit out in the desert all by myself you you can go where you want to go and over the years St. George our other beautiful cities have said, hey, we need more people here. And so they kind of said, let's build facilities that deal with those that love our environment, our Mm -hmm. outdoors. And, okay, well, maybe we'll build some pickleball. Well, that's key, you know, in my heart and yours, we we love pickleball. (laughs) And, okay, let's also build some ball fields, and we'll get some tournaments come here and And the Morgans, John and Daisy, will have the senior games. And what about a marathon? What about uh, Iron Man? What about all these things? Well, at some point, like this weekend, people say it's too much. Hmm. And they can't get around town or what have you. So let me just say, this weekend we've had the best home show turnout because our weather was exceptional when others were was not and we've really touted the fact that boy a lot of people are coming here and see the market but um, the one thing that most people don't know about tourism which included soccer tournaments that were here this weekend the ice big icebreaker they call oh it's huge and i'd say at least fifteen thousand of those 40 were here for that yeah so the answer directly is is that Those that pay taxes, uh, heads in beds, and get hotel rooms or stay in legal uh, nightly rentals. And by the way, there's still thousands of nightly rentals that are slipping under the radar, which Mm -hmm. is not fair because they don't get approval and they don't pay tax, et cetera. Many do. But um, all of those funds have a direct impact on what we would otherwise have to pay for out of our own pockets. And that number for St. George is 27% of their total budget. is directly tourism-related in, wow. in the county. We look at TRT monies that are collected, and the county is able to redistribute that throughout our county. That uh, That's also somewhere to the tune of, uh, you know, in the 20 percentile. So... The last numbers that came out and I confirmed this with our tourism director from the state of Utah are that on average, 1,600 dollars used to be 1,200, but now 1,600 dollars on average, per property taxpayer is directly paid by the effects of tourism. Wow And if we still want to pave streets and we still want to improve, you know, parks and things like that, and we take away those tourism dollars you could count on that level of lifestyle being maintained by our tax dollars and not mm. those who visit here it's a pain i get it we were in it yesterday um uh let's see saturday <laughs> yeah and it's, it just was a difficult time to get around but at the same time we yeah, i look at every out of state license plate and say thank you
1: yeah uh, so well, I I kind of was looking at it this way. Look, would you be willing, the the average citizen, to pay thirty dollars a week to not have a tourist here? Because that that's kind of about what it what it comes down to. Thirty bucks a week, sixteen hundred dollars a year is is what they're saving you in Texas. Are you willing, average taxpayer, to pay thirty dollars more a week to not have you know the Iron Man, not have the traffic from parade of homes, not have? you know the 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 people visiting for a soccer tournament or a baseball tournament is that okay with you and i'm like no
0: i'll I'll deal with the traffic a little bit for 30 bucks a week absolutely and and there are uh, cities counties all across the united states that would just kill to have our problem yeah (laughs) because their revenues are so meager or they have high property taxes
1: the, the math seems pretty easy to me. I mean, if 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 it can save me sixteen hundred dollars a year, thirty dollars a week,
0: I, I would do that. And, and I can give a prime example. For example, we use TRT money to build trails. Well mm-hmm. our locals use those trails three hundred sixty five days a year? That's right. And uh, the county just <clears throat> excuse me, county just gave a million dollars to St. George City Rec for them to improve the pickleball courts out in Little Valley. Well, yeah, you probably could not have found a courts on Saturday or probably Monday no. No. because it was just packed. But the rest of the year, those are for my benefit. I play there. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of locals play there and a lot of tourists play there. But the, that million dollars came from TRT, transient room tax of people that rented a hotel room and uh, paid the tax. And that's where that money came from
1: is there you know we're, we're talking money that tourism brings in we're talking about the negatives of having tourism. Is there something in the middle that that, that we can bridge those two things together with uh, it, that, that can help people maybe understand it better or feel better about
0: it Do you know what I'm saying? absolutely. well, the tourism office because we felt such feedback now it's not a majority of people it's right. a few here and there that are really complaining right and they are having a official nationally recognized firm come in and analyze this top Hmm. to bottom okay and when it gets put out to the public they'll be able to see oh okay that directly benefits me from having Hmm. those people visit and so that's the first thing But let's not just say, oh, take it or leave it. We've made adjustments to Ironman as far as traffic goes. We have more adjustments that come in the future. We've asked St. George City on the marathon to be kind to those people up 18 that for an entire day or half of a day are inconvenienced. And we've looked at how EMS serves those areas. And... Um, standby for people who are injured or who just can't run 26 miles and and so we're uh, we're actively looking at the middle ground on what we can do for businesses for residents and yet at the same time say really just because you can't get out of your garage for an hour or Don't want to obey the traffic regulations on that particular morning. Is that really worth sixteen hundred bucks?
1: I think I I like what you said in the fact that it's not you're not just going to leave it at at take it or leave it. You're saying, well, okay, we will hear your concerns and we will address them without making Ironman or marathon or whatever go away. We'll try to do them a little bit better.
0: I think that's important to people if they know you're trying at least. Right, right. it'd be like saying, hey, there's too much traffic around uh, Utah Tech during the school school part of the year, whatever, however you want to say that, but, well, let's just close it, <laughs> yeah. you know, or try to get up to some high school event. Uh, I've seen cars on Brigham Road parked illegally for football games that are local okay, that's just too inconvenient and forcing people to park on the street. Why don't we just close Desert Hills High School? And by the way, they were playing Snow Candy. Let's close that. You know, we, we all need to have a, a sense of adjustment and compromise when it comes to what is a huge part of our local economy.
1: Let's talk for a minute, Gil, about water. Uh, and, and we'll address this, and we'll take some calls here in a little while. But uh, I actually have heard a few people say, "Ah, oh, the drought's over. And it's so good. We 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 have the the snowpack and the soils are saturated. Well, the drought is over, and I've had many. In fact, I think Zach is going to be on tomorrow, maybe. But uh, many people say uh, say that, and and Zach, well, and you'll probably remind us too, the drought is not over. Or we've made progress, but it's not over.
0: We could claim that the drought would be greatly mitigated. Hmm. If we had places to store all this water right. that is on Kolob and in Pine Valley Mountain, we do not have the storage capacity. If we had the four and five reservoirs that we're working on right now for approvals and funding, mm-hmm. if we had all of those here, we could store more water that's going to go down the Virgin River in great torrents if it gets too hot too soon and doesn't soak into the ground slowly it will help our aquifers but there is no way for anybody to think this drought of 20 years is over in one year and we need five or six years of this to replenish groundwater to get these reservoirs built i've loved the reservoir water management we've had all summer because our reservoirs were more full than pine view strawberry starvation echo you name them they were huge uh reservoirs that were nearly empty
1: 20 percent. yeah
0: and and yet ours were right up there so you could enjoy those that boating and I, i credit people are conserving that's awesome Um, Don't take your lawn out and think your tree is going to live because that still needs water. and You can be smart about doing that. This is coming
1: from our landscaper now. You put your landscaper (laughs) hat on.
0: You still need to water that tree and provide shade and cooling effect even if you take your lawn out. And, by the way, the tree will drink a lot less than your lawn did, so you're still going to save. But I, I credit our residents. We've done a good job in responding to conservation measures that... Water Conservancy District has a rebate now for those taking out lawn, and that's important and was a great funding mechanism Mm -hmm. for people. Um, But the drought is not over. I can tell you that this big storm that's going to come is going to put us again over 200 percent of average snowpack. And that's a lot of water, but believe me, it's, uh, you know, if I find a, I'm on a diet, I've lost 30 pounds. Really? And yeah uh, in, wow. in about forty-five days, I think I got um, them all. <laughs> yeah, they came to me. But but if I happen to be going through an old suitcase and score a candy bar and go, "Oh my gosh, this has been hiding out," and I just can't stop my, <laughs> the temptation of eating it, that doesn't mean that my candy bar drought isn't <laughs> isn't over. <laughs> <Got clears throat> with it. one candy bar. No,
1: I understand. <laughs> Why do I understand? Yeah. Well, uh, when when we come back, we're going to take a commercial break here. When we come back, we want to get Gil's expertise as a landscaper. That was his uh, job, his, his career, his business yep. before he became a county commissioner. To talk about flip blitz and talk about removing grass in areas that maybe didn't need sure. it. And, and how how much, number one, how much that, that's going to save us. And number two, did we overreact? You know, did we get so worried about it that we went too far? We'll get Gil's thoughts on that and more when we come back. A touch of conservatism, a dash of attitude, and a pound of truth. Only on News Radio 890 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Welcome back. It's the Andy Griffin Show on KDXU. We're here every day, 9 to 10, talking with some of the uh, movers and shakers in Washington County. Are you a mover or a shaker, Gil?
0: I'm a listener and worker. <laughs> <laughs> you can move and shake a little. Okay. I can move and shake, too. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing
1: wrong with that. Uh, Gil uh, was a, uh, by the way, we're County Commissioner Gil Onquist is here. Thank you, Gil, Thank for you. coming in today. Uh, you were a, uh, you had a landscape business before you became a County Commissioner, yeah. uh, which I would think, you know, just logically, that gives you an, a special insight as to our uh, unique um, uh, ecosystem here in in southern utah what survives what thrives what doesn't uh and whether or not we ever should have had grass in the first place what are your thoughts on flip blitz uh removing grass from areas that don't necessarily need grass uh did we go too far or are we good
0: i believe that the luxury of grass probably came around the time they built gunlock reservoir they got a handle on water Mm -hmm. issues Uh, They satisfied the needs of agriculture, which a lot of ag has primary water rights. I mean, we're talking like pre-statehood, even. Yeah. So those folks were happy. Um, By the way, Gunlock was an expensive project back in the day. Wasn't? How long Gunlock been up? Do you know? Oh, you know, I always hundred years. Or (laughs) I would say sometime before I even moved or played around here. I don't know, seventies.
1: Seventies, okay, but so 40, the, the, forty years, maybe fifty years.
0: The issue for me started changing when I built my own house with my dear wife in nineteen ninety one in Bloomington Hills. We it's on a slope. We couldn't have a lot of grass, and we we still we took out all of our backyard grass, which wasn't a lot, and put in artificial, and mm-hmm. we love it. But um, a landscaper with artificial turf. Yeah, it's kind okay. of crazy. But <laughs> but things for me. I had my epiphany in in ninety one when we built a house, and I was also appointed to the planning commission for Saint George, and I stayed there sixteen years, and then I ran for office and uh, won a, ca- a city council seat. Then, and I would always get reports in both of those government capacities about how much water do we have, how long will it last, where mm-hmm. are we. You know, and, and for a long time, it was like, hey, somebody had a big lot in Bloomington, and they wanted all grass. Okay, I planted it. But then again, in about 91, I started thinking, this is not a path we should all be going down. Right. Because the building started to really increase. Only that slowdown of 08, well, 09... Ten, yeah, the yeah, and that hit right at about the same time that I started to encourage people to plant less grass. Hmm. Do you really need that? Why don't we do something nice over there, or why don't you do that part in artificial? It's partially shaded; it won't get that hot. So, long story short, where are we right now? The flip blitz is, you know, was the sort of the genesis of an effort to have people pull out unnecessary grass, right, and. Quite frankly, there are projects around where they've replaced it with drought-tolerant plants and some gravel, and I don't really miss the fact that there used to be a grass strip along that road because now it's nice green bushes. I'm going to put a big plug in for Arizona rosewood. Okay. (laughs) You you could almost, once that plant gets started, you could probably just stop watering it, and it would say, okay, it's an evergreen. It would figure out a way. Yeah, Hmm. it'll figure out a way. Hmm. Um, more Jeff Goldblum quotes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the uh, nature
1: always finds a way, yeah.
0: But but I, even here I look out and I see that across the street here there's portions of grass that we really don't need to have as yeah. grass. Yeah. And yesterday I saw I can't remember where I was exactly, but they had already started watering and I and that's mm-hmm. probably it's warm but too soon. And when you know a storm's coming, turn your clock off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're gonna sure. get plenty.
0: But, but to answer your question, where are we going to from here? We, we can't, as I've mentioned, throw the baby out with the bathwater because before they planted, you know, an acre of grass here, they planted thousands of trees. Mm-hmm. The pioneers did. Yeah. And I'm, I get the nickname Lorax. That's fine. You can criticize me. A very good <laughs> friend of mine who knows I'm politically conservative still says I'm a tree hugger and <laughs> blah blah blah, but that's what they did because they knew they could cool their homes. They knew they could have nice landscaping, uh, or excuse me, nice places where it was easy to play under. And most people, I still remember Leo Sullivan once said he lived on River or um, on uh, Flood Street, and he said, "We never had grass. We played in the dirt, and Mom would only let us bathe every other day, <laughs> even <laughs> though we were dirty kids." But the the point being is is that let's take out the Grass that we, as Zach says, only stand on to mow it, yeah, and not kill that green canopy. Uh, the the Tucson did this 15 years ago. They had to do it. They had no water, and they also killed millions of trees. And somebody says millions killed. That's just exaggerating. Oh no. no, nope. You you look at the million tree pro, um, projects around the country. It's a real thing. Even New York City has a million-tree project that they're in the middle of. Hmm. And Tucson is leading the way in saying, let's put the right tree back in because, boy, we lost so many. They blew it. Yeah, and and their temperatures went up 15, 20 degrees in Tucson because of that. So um, I support the efforts to conserve, l- look at your lawn, get it taken out. Uh, don't call me. I don't do it. <laughs> Not anymore. Oh. But um, – and then be be water wise about what you put in and there's turfs that use less grass or less water up straight up front you know don't your blue grasses are going to take a lot of water but your fescues and then your bermudas a lot less
1: do we i mean you know if i say i'm a, i'm a young dad i've got three or four little kids i want some grass right i want mm-hmm. i want some 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 area for my kids to to go out and play uh, we, I, I think we have to stop short of saying that would be selfish for a young family to want a little bit of grass, right? I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with a little bit.
0: Well, you can look at what kids mostly like about grass. Mm-hmm. If they want to throw a football, go to the park. Okay, But most of the time, a 20 by 25 or 20 by 30, so five 600 feet of grass in a backyard is plenty yeah. for those kids to have a little slip and slide to have a you know throw the ball uh, even practice play with the dog chipping a little bit of a golf ball you know (laughs) what have you Uh, that's usually enough and i think that comes within the city has an ask now and i believe we're all all the cities are on the same page where you look at your footprint and you say you know by percentage how much of this can be in grass and they're not trying to be you know controlling about this just sensible and uh, that makes a lot of good sense. And then don't plant your trees in the grass going forward. Okay. If you have a new landscape, plant them on the perimeter. That way they can get drips going to them and they'll, be, uh, they'll adjust to the amount of water they get. And plus then it leaves your grass open for throwing the ball or putting up a tent.
1: Now, what, what about grass as, as aesthetically pleasing? I, I know that as a landscaper, you right. people wanted their yard to look good. Uh, can a a
0: yard without any or without much grass can it look good as as a landscaper well and i'll ask if people think that red rock commons looks good and i've mentioned on your show before that when i first saw those plans i landscaped that project it Mm -hmm. was all grass it had come out of california and they said this is how it's going to look and the uh, landscape architect was in the room and i said uh dude i don't want to you know insult you but I think we can do this entire project, have it look good and green enough with the right plants for, and save you $100,000. Well, the owner was sitting there, and his eyes opened up right, boom, done. Saving me money? Okay. Yeah. And I can show any of the listeners that they put in two inch and a half meters over there for the landscaping. That's what it was going to take to water all that grass. And uh, we only used one of them. And we necked it down to a inch and a quarter mainline, and mm. it's plenty of water there's not even a meter there, and that saved them at the time. The meter cost was like fifty thousand dollars so wow so i I guess to answer your question you there are various ground covers, and there's some amazing artificial turfs out there that You drive by and they say, man, that guy's lawn is perfect. He always must mow that when I'm not looking. (laughs) Well, they get up close and they'll say it's artificial. Yeah. And they look good. So. (laughs) Uh, Okay, a couple of
1: texts. Uh, This one, what is commissioner's position on carbon tax proposal and why?
0: Carbon tax proposal is a... Effort by certain people to make us pay for China's problem. Mm. Um, I am not going to buy into that. I am absolutely against ESG. I believe that we do have scrubbers in place that make coal fired cleaner. Uh, There's electric vehicles out there. That's great. Drive your electric vehicle, but don't forget. Eighty-nine percent of the world's cobalt, which is in that battery, comes from the Congo. And who uh, lithium markets, 60 percent of that is controlled by China. Mm. And you can do your own research. But I- I'm all in favor of electric cars. But just remember, it has some global cost to it as well. There's no free lunch. Um, it's, uh, it's an answer, but it's not the answer. No. And... Um. If somebody says, "Well, hey, Colorado's complaining about the air that you send to them." Okay, well, we endured, you know, the lack, lax process that they have in California when they burned half the, uh, their forest down and put twenty years of carbon in the air, equal to all of their effort that they have done in California to reduce carbon emissions in one year. Wow! So, people, let's not get thrown into a direction that's not necessarily accurate or good for us besides of the
1: the air came the other way from colorado to here it might smell funny <laughs> if, yeah. you know, if you know what i'm saying uh okay another tax government government gets their money somewhere because they don't create widgets or gadgets to sell so uh, they don't use taxpayers money where did the money come from to uh, right. build your new building
0: well everyone plans for obsolescence you mm-hmm. you know jill and i bought a maroon-colored Voyager van mm-hmm. for our family, and yet we didn't think that was going to last, last us forever for yeah. 30 years. Mm-hmm. So you save, you scrimp, you do those things, and the county, to the credit of department heads and other elected officials, have been saving money for over 25 years. And someone might say, you should have returned that to us. <laughs> okay, then what would we do when we have nothing except a run-down, inadequate building? then you would have been forced to bond for it, Yeah. right? Yeah. But we didn't. We saved, and yes, that taxpayer money it came in, but I challenge anyone who thinks that they are overtaxed from building this big building downtown, But by the way, has all the departments in it with the exception of the sheriff and the attorney, come in and visit. We have a beautiful building that the county citizenry should be proud of, and knowing full well that they did not currently get taxed for it. Hmm. So he's absolutely right. We don't make money. But we do have buildings that we lease out that prior taxpayers paid for, and that generates money um, in leases. So amen.
1: Amen. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. More with Gil Almquist, County Commissioner. When we come back, this is The Andy Griffin Show.
0: This is Mark Levin, and you're listening to The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890 92.5 KDXU. Stay tuned to KDXU for my show at 6 p.m. today.
1: Welcome back. I'm Andy. Thanks for tuning in today. And Gil Chris is with me. This is The Andy Griffin Show, and uh, we'll go right to the phone lines. You ready for some phone calls, Gil?
0: Anybody? I'd love
1: it. Let's do it. All right. You're on with Andy with the uh, Commissioner Olmquist. What's up?
2: Hi. I'm wondering, Commissioner Olmquist, if you um, would be able to encourage our three state senators, um, Senator Vickers, Ibsen, and the new one, Owens, yep. um, to help Senator Kennedy get his SB 189 bill, uh, get it a committee hearing, and to hopefully to pass it in the Senate, this is the one that would uh, would give more control back to the counties on how they run their elections. And it's a, I think it's the most important bill of the session. And I'm wondering if, if you could encourage those three state senators to support that and get it a committee hearing.
0: Well, in all fairness to the three of them, there have been various adjustments to the Kennedy bill. And I understand what they're asking for as adjustments would do just what kennedy wants but at a pace that the counties can uh, you know keep up with the demand of it but I- i'm not so sure that the lieutenant governor's office is ready to let's say release some of that power but i believe that counties should have the ultimate uh, authority over running municipal and county-wide elections and especially when it comes to procedures Uh, You know, I'm not skirting the issue on the bill, but I know that there have been some amendments and some substitutes that dramatically changed the ask. And since I've been in D.C., I have not been updated, but we get that update on the status of that bill today. So um, I'd love to have you call me personally, 680-9853. Once I've finished my research, we'll talk about it. 680-9853. That goes to anybody. Call me on Things like we've talked about today. I hate Facebook because Facebook doesn't often say the truth about what's going on. It's just somebody's 15 minutes of Andy Warhol glory that they said they want. But in reality, you're you're justified in asking that question about that bill, and we'll see what other bills come out of the House. Could I,
2: can I ask a clarifying question? Yeah. Um, so my understanding is that it, it was just saying saying that the counties would decide whether they would primarily, you know, whether they would go back to absentee ballots or whether that we would continue to mail ballots to every single active voter without their consent. And and that was always a, I mean, it, uh, it, was, uh, it was during 2020, during COVID, that the state legislature changed that one word, uh, may vote by mail, to shall vote by mail. And, um, and, and that's what changed everything um, in 2020 um so
0: ex- I, I can answer I'm, that uh, okay. you know i i certainly believe that anytime government says shall is a risky slope to be on uh we would love to have the option but i can tell you from interactions with other county clerks that that shall is just a word to them because most of them are adopting a mail-in ballot And the opportunity, if you hate that idea, to come in and vote in person and get a ballot in person and do anything that you want. But sweeping across the nation and the two committees that I was present in, I'm not on the committee boards, but back in D.C. with the National Association of Counties, I can tell you that they're honing in on the problems of mail-in ballots while still allowing people to uh, avoid it and say, I don't want you to mail it to me, just tell the clerk. And,
2: yeah, I think I think so, the issue is that that people are getting them mailed without their consent. They, it's it's default that we that we that they get them and and they they haven't even consented to it and they don't know how to how to drop out of it. Most people don't even know how to drop out of it. And I noticed, like in our November election here in our county, we had like a sixty four percent turnout. So that's like thirty six over a third third of our county. Thirty six percent of us are getting ballots nailed without our consent and aren't even interested in returning them and i think it would be lovely to go back to the to absentee ballots where you request an absentee ballot and i'm just wondering what would be the objection to letting a county decide whether i have no objection to that
0: i have no objection to that but i'll tell you straight up it ain't gonna happen It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to skirt around it. And if people think that I'm misled or something about it, nope, I have read it forwards and backwards. Most people want that mail to them so that they can, at their leisure, look at who to vote for and study the issues and not have to make a snap decision right at some polling place. Um, You say people want to request an absentee. Gee, there's stuff that I get sent all the time. I just throw it away. And and that ballot is spoiled when they throw it away. They can still go right into the county and say, "I want a new one," or "I want a one here in person." So, uh, appreciate the call. I I do want to emphasize something, Andy. We should mention that uh, clerk auditors have a rough job. Yeah. Across the nation, thirty-five percent have quit Mm -hmm. because people have come in and said, "You're evil." you're lying, you're manipulating. I can promise you, nobody in China or in some th- haunted mansion somewhere wanted to, wants to manipulate Washington County's turnout or results. I can promise you that's not the case. And I, threw everything that everyone has said about how faulty machines are i've thrown it right at the face of individuals that make the very machine right, there, and right i have said i don't let me i told them and i kind of was embarrassing i said straight up i'm not going to believe any answer that you give me <laughs> and they go oh okay well that's a bad way to start a conversation mm-hmm. i said simply because people don't believe the answer i give them so let me play devil's advocate walk me through these problems and like i said i had Two executives from ES&S at my beck and call to, for half an hour, and we just sat down together. It was a it was a wonderful time to be together. I know you got to go. No, we got time. Keep going. Oh, okay, I got time. Um, and and I forgot to mention earlier, but we're proud's a, a bad word sometimes, but we're proud of the fact that Washington County is still the lowest taxed county of all twenty nine in Utah. Really. Wow, And we we fight tooth and nail to avoid changing that. I don't want to be 28 or 27 or 26, but we're the lowest taxed county in the state. And yet I think we provide the greatest services and are inviting to people from all over the the entire state, as we saw this weekend. (laughs) And I think that other counties say, I don't know how you do it. And quite frankly, some days... I don't know how we do it I, I call it the dixie spirit i don't know i call it whatever but we're doing a good job down here with our other electeds in saving money and still providing these services i'm proud of that
1: do you think you know i, I think a lot of that you mentioned dixie spirit the volunteer spirit here yeah. in southern utah utah we, we talk about these events that come in the big ones the iron man the marathon and stuff those things couldn't happen
0: without the dixie spirit
1: without the volunteer spirit we have here
0: yeah and- People say, Oh, I hate Iron Man. They're here all the time. Well, yeah, we had three in a very difficult time when they could find nowhere else in the world to go. Yeah. So the Dixie Spirit said, Okay, yeah, that's a lot to ask of our volunteers, but if you if you criticize Iron Man, if you criticize the marathon, go to the volunteer appreciation dinner at the end of it all. And I don't think you're gonna be that critical when you have three thousand people in a room that said I was part of this. And yeah. it's it's great to live in Washington County. <laughs> we have
1: uh, I have friends who volunteered for the Winter Olympics when it came to Utah. Oh, wonderful. And they still, to this day, talk about how what a, an amazing experience that was. And that's an experience you can have here in Washington County. Maybe not quite the Winter Olympics level, but although World Championship Ironmans is pretty close. Uh, it, an opportunity for yeah. you to serve and help and, and be a
0: part of it. It's pretty cool. They asked two questions real quick. They asked two questions that mm-hmm. I thought were so impressive. How many of you have volunteered for the first time at Ironman? And a ton of hands went up. Mm-hmm. How many of you volunteered at every Ironman? And a lot of, a ton hands, of hands went, went up. up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And and
0: uh, I, I I still,
1: I, I've been yelled at, I know, by people who said, what are you nuts? But I, I, I love that we have the marathon and the Ironman and the parade of homes and the senior games. And I think it, it says something about who we are as a community because they couldn't happen without the volunteers, without us.
0: We're welcoming.
1: Gail, thank you for coming on today. It's always to a pleasure. You. Thank you. This is the Andy Griffin Show. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 o'clock. Talk to you then.